0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Visual Novel Book Club Season 6. I'm your pal Slowbeath, With me, of course, my good friend, Jim. Hey, everybody. My good friend, Oren Ronan. Hey, (gasps) I'm here. He's here. My good friend, Turbo C. Hello. I I am still here, too. My good friend, Hoko.
1: And I'm not here. I'm
0: just an illusion. And my good friend, Devious Vacuum.
2: Ah, time to enjoy some delicious Dr. Pepper. I think
0: you mean Dr. P.
1: Trademark.
2: Mm. Official novel
1: is brought to you by Dr. Pepper.
0: You know, Steins Gate, they purposefully changed that name because Dr. Pepper didn't pay them anything for advertising. And that's the same for us. (laughs) Okay.
2: I'm just going to be sipping my delicious diet Dr. P throughout this entire recording.
3: Although, Dr. P, if you're out there, you're...
2: And every recording... Of this game, I have a 12-pack, so if it's more than 12 episodes, maybe not.
3: (laughs) If they're willing to give us money, then we will take it.
2: d back on brand with the diet soda. Oh, yeah, no,
3: yeah, it's Dr. Pepper.
1: If you give us money, we will say your true
2: name. I if we were sponsored by Dr Pepper, I would die happy. Like Dr Pepper can sponsor my coffin, and they probably literally will because I'm diabetic. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Health at any other soda company is you 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 can sponsor us, and we'll lie and say it's not Dr Pepper. We'll say it's Seagram's, <laughs> or
1: they're gonna open that coffin up in like three thousand years and find the Dr Pepper.
5: <laughs> I can actually go go out and buy Dr Pepper from the official Steinsgate licensed um, vending machine that's in Akihabara.
2: Oh, yeah, he posted a picture, you guys. It looks very cool.
5: (laughs) Orenrona has been our
1: correspondent for all things Japan and also Stein's Gate. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, so it's so cool that this this game takes place in Akihabara and just, like, references real locations. Just all... You can go there.
4: It references a lot of real events, too, um... Uh, a lot of, like, conspiracy theories or things that have actually happened before, mm-hmm. um, so, and we'll get into that, but I, I like I like that the lore of the game is the lore of real
0: world. Yeah, for sure. So, in an alternate timeline where we introduce the game, we are, of course, talking about Steins Gate this season. Um, I have a bit next to no familiarity with it at all. I've heard of it. Absolutely um, none. Uh, I don't... Alright, pull is an absolutely none. Jim, did you have any? Nope. I heard the name. That's it. Turbo.
4: Um, so I watched the, uh, anime that was made after the game come out, came out, uh, I think back in, like, 2013, um, and I'm actually re-watching it as we're
0: going through the, um... You took too long. Okay. Uh, D-back.
2: <laughs> I started watching the anime, but I quit after episode two. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We have a lot. We we did chapter one and the prologue, so this is gonna be a long one. So we got we got to keep it moving. I'm sorry, I got to keep y'all on track. Uh,
5: by the way, I, I just knew that it was about time travel, but I haven't read it before. Uh, I, I am a little bit further along than the, most of you now. So
0: yeah, you're you're the per, you're kind of the referee this time. You're like saying what we're. Yep. Yeah. Turbo, what else? What else? Before I rudely interrupted you.
4: Uh, I was just gonna say I know it happens, and also everything that is in the anime is like pretty much the exact same of what happens in the game so if you can't play the game or afford it watch that alongside the reading
0: yes right we were also assigned and we don't, we're not going to go over this i don't think uh assigned a documentary called akihabara geeks which is 40 minutes um which i think is a nice introduction to akihabara electric town if you've never heard of it or have i i have like i've been there but i have like a, a passing familiarity with it but it's still nice to see like terms like maniacs and fanatics and all that fun
5: stuff
1: yeah I went there a couple times while I was over there, and it's it's really interesting.
5: I'm actually in a cabra pretty often, because it's um, really convenient to go from where I live, so I'm usually there about twice a month or so. Um,
2: he can get us all that good merch.
0: Yep. Yeah. Get me PC98 games nobody's seen ever. It's okay if they're porn.
3: They're all porn.
2: Porn <laughs> is everybody's inside guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um... So, yeah. Uh,
2: all right, I guess I'll let you
0: lead a bit, because you, uh, you know, like, wh- where, do you wanna, where do we want to start off with? Do we want um,
5: to like, get
0: into the prologue of the game? Yeah, yeah okay. Cool, <laughs> what happens?
5: Who wants to do it? Who took good notes? Because I played it, like, a couple of weeks ago.
2: Oh, it's me. Uh, Who who took notes? Please. You've listened to this show. (laughs) Uh, The game starts with a big monologue about the butterfly effect and a bunch of other things that have already become stereotypes in other time travel stories that have come out after this. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. There's definitely, like, a little bit of, like, when did this game come out?
1: 2009. 2009. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so it's, like, there's stuff that obviously informed this game that came out before it, science fiction and stuff. And then there's also been enough time that stuff has come out after that has obviously been... Like, it's inspired by this same kind of thing. So it's in an interesting place. I feel like I'm at, like, oh, it started with a monologue about the butterfly effect. But then again, like, you know, that was a thing. <laughs> I remember that movie.
0: I never saw it, but I've seen, like, scenes from it, and I know, like, the general.
2: With Ashton Kutcher? I was very moved for it at, by it at the time, but I think I was also, like, 16. I, I know that- actually, I have it on DVD. Oh my god. Stream!
0: I, I have- I was in, like, one of those DVD scams, you know, where, like- Wait. Yeah, like, you're in part of a subscription and it takes forever to get out and all this stuff, so I had, like, random crap DVD. So I think I have it, but-
2: That'll be our exclusive, uh, dark web stream.
1: Yeah, the Slow Beef Salute Crate DVDs. We can just pop one yeah. in and watch them. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah. Everybody, everybody pop it in your DVD player. Anyway, yeah, cut two a shitty flip phone. <laughs> we start off yeah, well, with our protagonist's phone.
5: Well, this was 2009. Well, wait, what? I'm sorry? This was 2009. Yeah. The yeah. iPhone just came out, like, two years ago, two, two years before that. It was, like,
3: right on the verge of everybody losing them flips, but it was right in, it was, like, still had peak. It was like your mom had a razor.
5: Japan actually, like, uh, stayed with the flips for a little while longer than the West, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I... One thing I want to say,
0: though, is before this, just very briefly, it opens up with someone ranting about something, like, if only I'd done something differently, that wouldn't have happened to her, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. but... What I really like is they do. Th- I want. I want to tell the me back then. Don't do anything careless. Don't do anything rash. Don't pretend you didn't see that. Pay more attention. And I love when stories do this like double down wager of like kind of telling you like pay attention. I'm going to try to slip something by you. I don't know if Steinsgate's doing that for sure, but that's what it read to me. So I, I really like that shit. Anyway, sorry. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yes, we open with a flip phone.
2: Um, it also, uh, the flip phone says that today is July 28th, um, which is about time that we were all reading this. So I thought that was mm. cool. Cool timing. Yeah, it's
1: true.
2: Um, so we are Okarin or, or, Okarin or Rintaro Okabe. And we are with our friend, Mayuri. And we are, uh, hanging out in front of the Ra- RadioCon building in Akihabara. And we are about to see... We are going to a lecture by a scientist named Dr. Nakabachi. No one who's listening will remember any of these names. It's okay.
0: (laughs) These names are really hard to remember in general, I found.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But we're... Our main character, right off the bat... I mean, right off the bat, it's ambiguous. But the more we hear him talk, the more it becomes clear that he is delusional or kind of like putting on a persona of like being hunted by a secret organization and like talking to his phone that's not connected to anything and like he's like making up these this conspiracy theory but like when the game starts you're not clear on it but like after you hear about three or four lines of dialogue you're like okay what's this guy's problem
3: yeah
1: well it took me a little bit longer than that but i like that setup and i also like the reveal it's like okay it's kind of like a spy thriller or an action genre and then you get further on it's like oh wait this this guy's just larping
2: yeah yeah also he's 18 that was the big giveaway for me <laughs>
1: yeah
5: i really i really like the way that the voice actor reads these these lines he, the voice actor is good he's great he's amazing mm-hmm. he's
1: very good yeah i can't say the same for the others
0: notably yeah this is a visual novel where the protagonist it's in first person like we're seeing it through his eyes but it's he's not like a blank slate character or like a fish out of water kind of character like i like that a lot yeah i I actually did hear that about this game but um i forgot to mention that but uh yeah i I do too though i totally i think it's totally great
1: I genuinely like Rintaro. Yeah, he takes charge in a lot
3: of situations. And he is very Don Quixote, which is like a a real trope for sci-fi movies, where you're like, Okay, is this guy just crazy? Is he like, is he actually trying to do this on purpose? Seems like he's doing it on purpose, but then you're like, but he might be crazy too. Mm Mm-hmm. No, totally.
0: He's
1: definitely the comic relief character, though, and we don't really have many games where you are the comic relief
2: character. I know, I love it, and he has so. His name is Okabe Rintaro, and his, uh, but he has a true name. So he's like, I'm a mad scientist. That's he believes he's a mad scientist. He's gonna like take over the world, mad, mad scientist, Doctor Doom type of persona that he wants to create. Right. And he has a, a different name that he goes by, which is Hooin Kioma. Um, which he actually explains the meaning behind it later. So God bless. Um, so this is his true name. In, in, in Japanese,
5: of course you that you see the kanji and, and it really is, it does contain the kanji for like the Phoenix. And, and, and it's also um, a really I don't know if it, if it passes in English, but it does sound like a fictional med fantasyy type of name. So I want to take the
1: second to bring up something really cool that the game does. And as you progress, some words will be, like, highlighted, and when you come across them, it'll be, like, tip added for something like true name or the organization or the system. And it is basically like an almanac of stuff within the game. So, for example, uh, true name, which is under the category Chunibyo, is described as the name that describes one's true essence or soul name. And Chu Nibu is actually this kind of interesting idea, of um, like they call it eighth grade syndrome, where it's basically what it. this guy has, where he's like very self-obsessed or like obsessed with mythology or delusions of grandeur or, or whatever have you.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: This has become like a really popular trope in Japanese anime and manga in like the last fifteen years or so. I mean. Uh, And, like, works adjacent to this podcast, like, um, Gundam with Danganronpa 2 is exactly this. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Characterized (laughs) by an affected attitude of nihilism, cynicism, extreme self-centeredness, delusions of power or superiority, and a consuming fear of being treated as a child.
3: Jesus. Sounds like I could get you elected president. (laughs) God. (laughs) Oh. Did you miss us?
2: It kind of reminds me of, like, when we say something is 12-year-old cool... But, like, calling something 12-year-old cool is, like, it's not insulting a person directly. And I love that, like, this is a word that is 12-year-old cool, but it's insulting someone directly. Like, I wish that this word had been in my life longer. Like, (laughs) I can't believe I never heard of it before. (laughs) Because it can describe so many people. It's, like, very directly, like, making fun of, like, edgelords. Like, that's, that's another word. It's, like, very similar.
1: There's seems to be a lot of cultural nods here, like cultural phenomenon, or even just nods to like things that actually exist, like Moad Snake, or um, you know stuff like
5: internet. Oh, ev- ev- everything in this game is everything, a reference yeah. to everything. Yeah. Oh my god. They they yeah. didn't invent almost anything. It's all references. It's like,
0: I feel like yeah, this is like very clearly meant to be taking place in our world. Like, to, And I don't mean that in, like, the normal contemporary thing, but it's, like, it's making that point of saying that, like, this is here and now kind of thing.
2: Yeah. Metal Gear exists yeah. in this world.
1: It's
4: very nice. And I love that they drop in all these references just to hammer in the fact that the these people live in Akihabara and are otaku.
3: Yeah. The, the references are going to come fast and furious. There are so many of them in this game.
5: Uh, just, just one thing. You mentioned the lexicon, and I actually think that... Um, they could have done better in the localization because I, I read it in Japanese and then I watched a YouTube video of the translation. And they did change it because they, they took out some things that were not translatable. So the lexicon entries for a lot of like net slang, Japanese Netlang, which they didn't actually uh, put in the English version and they did add some, um, but I think they could have added more because there are a lot of things here that could have used footnotes and they had a perfect system for it, um, oh, yeah. and they didn't, so that's my little criticism about it.
2: Oh yeah, the the internet the internet posts were kind of, I don't know. 4chan is also in this game!
5: <laughs> well, technically 2chan, 2-chan right? 2chan, which is called 5chan these days, by the way. <laughs> oh god. Oh, is it? Oh, is it? I had no idea. Because of copyright reasons.
2: The math is just out of control. <laughs> 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 so yeah, to, we're here to, to see a lecture. Uh, there's this this professor is going to give this uh, press conference, a, and it's a time machine or a time travel related uh, press conference. Um, but not very many people are there, and uh, but we're interested in it. Like we don't really know why this character is interested in it. He keeps talking on his phone, and then. Uh, with his phone that's not connected to it, connected to anything, and then ending all of his, like, transmissions with, uh, he says, El Sai Kungru, uh, at the end, like, it's like the secret society sign off type thing. And, um, and so he's, like, very clearly, like, just a teen. And, uh, we're, so we're, but we're there to go to this lecture, and we're there with our friend, our childhood friend, Mayuri, who's, like, Mayuri is, what, uh, she's, like, sweet, and I don't think she's as innocent as they treat her like she is, because she's a cosplayer. Like, come on.
1: Here's the thing, I I really don't like Mayuri. I just, I don't like her. She's that moe archetype, and she's just nothing else
2: at this point. It feels a bit put on, the way that she acts, for sure. But like everybody yeah. in this game, all the characters in this game have like a put on persona. Like I was really annoyed with both Rintaro and Mayuri in the beginning until I until it kind of acknowledged more like, oh no, Rintaro's in the wrong. Like, don't we're not supposed to like he's he's um immature and like putting on this thing.
0: They're all dorks.
2: They're all dorks. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, so like He's putting up this persona. Mayuri's putting up this persona. Like, everybody's got, like, this sort of, like, exaggerated version of themselves that they sort of do. I don't know
1: about that, though. Like, Rintaro seems to be putting it on, but I don't know about the others. They Because they all seem to, wow. like, they seem to dismiss Rintaro.
0: Well, hold on. Not not putting it on, like, a facade per se, right? But, like, you have this notion of a teenager of how, I guess, like, how you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to be cool and things like And what is... How you you know what I mean? It's yeah,
2: it's very teen. It's, yeah, it's
0: like, um, other characters, usually, like, clearly aren't gonna go along with, like, normal social order type of things and are just gonna act their ways before kind of maturing a bit and all that, you know? And our, I mean, yeah, like, our character is directly, yeah, like, has this, like, put on. Or, I mean, it's hard to know right now, and without getting too far into it just yet, like, how far he buys into it, you know? Um, we don't know if this is, like, a fake thing that he's doing for our benefit and for an unreliable narrator benefit, or if he actually believes in the organization and hims or what have you. But, um, I, that's the point I was trying to make anyway.
2: hmm And I think he doesn't really know.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm still not convinced. I won't defend Mayori too much, mind you. I'm just saying, I'll give her a little benefit of the doubt right now.
4: I'm not really gonna defend her at this point either, but, uh, what I will say is that, um, you know to add to her naivete uh she is uh 2 years younger than the majority of all the other characters um not that a 16 year old doesn't know what sex is but yeah
2: eh. I, I i did i was annoyed with her um i like she's not a great character let's just be totally clear about that um but i had
1: to turn her voice off
2: she Wow. Uh, but I, I wrote in my notes, I hope we have to go back in time to this scene later after Mayuri has died or something and suddenly we're super grateful for her.
5: So about about her voice, by the way, um, Mayuri is played by Kana Hanazawa, which, which was a really, really popular voice actress uh, a couple of years ago. And all of, all of her characters are like that. She, this is her, her type. Um Again if we go back to Daniel Tu, she she does Nanami in Dunpa 2, which is kind of the same character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, oh
0: wow. Well Nanami is if you for those who haven't played the acutey cutesy counterpart to Mono Bear. <laughs> so, like a like a little rabbit character.
5: No no no, Nanami is, is the gamer Chiyaki. Oh Nanami
0: I'm thinking of never mind, I'm sorry. I'm I, forget that. Let's just go back. Let's go to a timeline where I didn't say that.
5: Well, I liked her in that. I don't like her here. Yeah, but it's 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 the same kind of like she speaks very slowly and she's kind of a ditz and 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 that's what this actress is famous for and and she got really really popular for it.
1: Oh uh, yeah, so she plays that. That's like a thing where they people have types that they just play all the time. Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah. Like Jersey slime bag. <laughs> that's me. Anyway. <laughs>
2: Yes, just just a character though. mm Hmm. (laughs) So so so, what do we do? We're we get a we get the gashapon. We get a Pikachu from the gashapon.
0: We get a metal Oopa. She loves it. It's rare. It's
5: worth a hundred bucks.
2: We don't. We think it's stupid because we're grown up.
5: Oh, but before before that, we go to the roof because there was um, an earthquake or something.
0: Oh, that happened first. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, because it's like, oh, is that an explosion? I think
4: the Pikachu is more important. We can skip over
0: this. <laughs> but, well, that's, like, part of Mayuri's characterization, right? Because, like, we get up there, there's, like, this, like, kind of animated glowing dust or whatever, and we open the door to the rooftop, and there's a, there's a friggin' satellite on the roof suddenly.
2: What gives? It's huge. Like, satellites aren't <laughs> that big.
0: What the heck? <laughs> What's up with that?
2: What
3: is up with <laughs> the
0: <laughs> it's a big-ass satellite. Um, but yeah, it's like everybody... Like, other people, I think, start coming up, right? And then this one woman who's staff's like, Hey, everybody, like, please... You know, there's nothing to see here. Please go downstairs. Because I guess she's trying to, like... She's not sure if this is safe or whatever.
4: Yeah, she says the the, um, the talk will continue as scheduled. Yeah, which
0: is odd. But um, Mayori is like... And Mayori, we can't find her, but it turns out she's outside one of the gotcha things. Like, hey, I want Nopa, which is... It's like... Didn't you hear this explosion, lady? Like, what the heck? But she wants... So we get her her metal gotcha, which is worth 10,000 yen. And, uh... There you go. This is, by the way, part of... What is it? Rainet Kakaru 3D? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Is
2: that real?
5: No, but it's based on real stuff. But well, probably a parody.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is it based on?
5: Uh, all of these, like, card games. Um Okay. Well,
2: just just card games in general?
5: Yeah, I was
4: wondering if it was directly, like, Bakugan Brawlers or whatever. Well, or the- the
1: Not
0: quite Yu-Gi-Oh. The
1: in-game wiki, which says it's fictional, it's based on children using the internet to battle viruses.
0: Oh, Digimon, then. So,
3: Dr. Mario. Yeah. Dr. Mario! <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> T-
2: Dr. Mario <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'm imagining it from now on.
1: As Kakera battles terrorists in cyberspace, techniques and programs are represented as virtual robots.
5: I think it's mostly Digimon. It's based on
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's the whole trick. That's think that's why they're called Digimon, right? But anyway. All right. Listen, the, the greatest thing happens, which is Doctor Nakabachi begins his lecture, and he wants to talk about um, the theory behind inventing a time a time machine. Yep, and he's talking about it, and the voice actor—the
4: best voice line.
0: I don't even know, know I could do it. <laughs> like, doctor!
2: <laughs> Our character, an 18-year-old boy, stands up and calls out this this uh, theoretical physics professor.
4: He he does not have like a a, a an off button. He is just always.
2: He's exhausting. Yeah. It's great.
4: It's fantastic. I love it.
1: But also, <laughs> he's pissed at the doctor because it's apparently just someone else's theory that he read on the internet ten years ago.
2: Well, it's John Titor. Yeah. Have you all heard of John Titer before this?
5: No. You do know what he's read,
0: right?
2: Yeah. Yes, he's well, real. He's well, not, we
0: don't know that he's a time traveler, yeah. but he's someone <laughs> yeah. who appeared on the internet. I forget what year it was. Uh, it was 2000. 2000.
4: 2000 and 2001, so it fits actually in the timeline with when this game was released.
1: Yeah. Appeared November of 2000.
0: I actually heard about this because my wife has been getting into conspiracy theory YouTube, which is a little annoyance on my end, but whatever, it's fine. We'll, just, we'll get to that some other time. But whatever, yes, I've heard of John Titor recently, actually. So.
4: Yeah, so it's it was actually interesting because they, uh, I mean, he describes what his uh, time machine is supposedly like, um, they, and he makes a couple predictions which are uh, a lot of them were wrong. Some of them were, were right. Uh, the fact that at least some were right is is kind of notable. And then um, he confirms that the uh, the multiple uh, multiverse theory is true. That's that's right. pretty much what John Titor was all about. Yeah. And then
1: four months after his appearance he left a comment saying, I will be leaving this world line. This will be my final post. And disappeared.
0: I think he's full of shit. And uh... I think they did some research recently and they, like, they think they know who it was, but... Whoa. No, don't ruin the magic! Some lawyer and engineer. I'm, I'm, this is where I get into... I like... mean, they don't know for sure, they they just think they found him.
1: Nobody can know for
0: sure.
2: Well, we're all gonna live till 2036, yeah. so we'll have to see for ourselves. Yeah, I
0: mean I'll grant you, yeah, we don't know for sure, but I'm 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 cynical with a capital C about shit like this.
1: I wonder if he's related to that Craigslist guy that was looking for partners to time travel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what if though? Him and J O Crystal Guy. But, so like we start yelling we start yelling like you stole all this
0: from John Titer and he's like, Calm down, you weirdo and then there's like this somebody starts tugging on our, our arm, our sleeve. It's 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 a woman. Uh, we know her face from, what is it, Genius Magazine? No, Science Magazine, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Science Magazine.
3: She was published in Science Magazine, excuse me. As a genius. Yeah, a- Yeah, as, like, notable.
2: Notable girl genius.
4: Well, the game makes a, g- actually, the game decides to make, go out of their way to specify that she was 17 when that article was published and has since aged to be 18 now.
2: Mm-hmm. Which, when, when a game goes out of its way to establish that, it definitely, you know, makes me a little nervous, but yes. here we are. Her name is uh, Makise Kurisu, a typical Maki, also very uh, <laughs> angry and stoic. <laughs>
3: and literally says, do you want to die at one point?
2: <laughs> she literally says, it. I know, I want
1: One thing I like that the game does is it describes her, it's like, oh, she's even wearing her trademark scowl, and the picture they're showing is her clearly smiling.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, one thing I like about her, too, is that she basically asks us to leave the room. You know, she's like, can you come with me? Come on outside. And she's, like, trying to, I guess, like, help Dr. Nakabachi here. But, uh, you know and where our character's like who are you are you with the organization i better call this in and she you start talking to the organization and she's like wait a minute your phone is clearly off and you're like <laughs> Haha, yes it's a phone that turns off when i'm not talking on it which is like when you really start to feel like okay this guy's full of shit you know like this is not and,
4: sh- and like immediately after you even make that uh statement uh Kurisu's just like oh so you're talking to yourself right yeah exactly
2: but what she wants to ask us about is, she didn't, uh, try to help Dr. Nakabashi. She says, hey, I wanted to know what you were trying to say to me 15 minutes ago. But we weren't there. We weren't, we, this is our first time meeting her. What could, what could, what? So we're like, well, this lady's full of crap too. She must be from the organization and all this stuff and. Right. they sort of lay out what their interactions are going to be like for the rest of this game. <laughs> um,
4: mm-hmm. Okabe, I think, at this point, just sort of, like, runs away after she questions <laughs> yeah, him a couple times. Yeah. He,
3: he retreats.
2: Yeah, he, like, laughs maniacally and runs away down the stairs, but then he realizes that he forgot Mayuri. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and he got a message on his phone. He gets a message on his phone that's a video message, and it's just black static. And we're And so we think, like... We're just about to call Mayuri to be like, hey, where'd you go? We get this weird static video message on our phone. And then we're like, "Uh, okay, well, never mind. And then we try to call Mayuri. She's not answering. So we have to swallow our pride and go back up the stairs, back to where we just were after running away from uh, Makise, uh, Karisu. Chris. <laughs> after running away from Chris. And she, and we go back to the, so, and also has gone. I say. it's over. The lecture is also over, so it was only like ten minutes, and we missed all of it. We got kicked out and missed it. Or,
0: or maybe like he was like after the left, he goes, "Okay, you got me. This is all John Titer. Sorry, folks." They like organizes his papers and just walks out. But at any rate, yeah,
2: he is John Titer.
0: Oh
4: yeah. One thing we 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 didn't note is that uh we we even this is a very small conference for like announcing a time machine from. A doctor, and even our ma- main character's just like, yeah, whatever.
5: And and also, this this is not where you hold up a conference for for a serious scientific discovery.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like clearly nobody takes him seriously.
5: Uh, this, this this building is a commercial building. It has stores. It has gig stores in it. Yeah.
3: And like the me- the media doesn't even bother to show up. Like the
1: picture, it shows it's like a it's like a parent teacher conference room or something.
2: Yeah, so nobody believes him right off the bat like nobody gives him yeah. the time of day and so by the time we get back up there it's already done and Mayuri has lost her rare metal Upa and she finally mentions that they sell online for like $100 and suddenly we are very interested <laughs> and uh, another thing that I noted is that she says um, so we get like really mad we're like who would take a toy from an innocent young girl like you and she <laughs> says that sounds like you Okarin." and I feel like Us from the future took it from her for some time travel reason and told her to pretend (laughs) that she lost it. I don't know. I'm already like reading everything into this game. That's like, what is it? Where's the loop? Going
1: hard into the theories already.
0: No, if we if we did that, by the way, no way we let her in on it. We took it. We tricked her. That's my thinking.
2: Yeah, probably. You know
0: what I mean? We we can't trust we can't trust her.
2: Oh yeah, we tricked her. No, yeah, we didn't tell her to lie. No, you're right. She she's incapable. Yeah.
1: I think that somehow the metal upa becomes glitched out in the time matrix or whatever and it just appears. It starts appearing in scenes, but you have to look for it.
2: Oh my god, I want that to happen too. Or
3: or we just the, it already the time travel's already occurring and you didn't actually win the metal upa
0: or fuck it there's going to be a new timeline of a totally different story and characters <laughs> in 5 minutes and none of this mattered. All right. But something important, more important happens. We hear a scream.
2: Yeah. <gasps> and there's only still like 10 people in this room, right? And so there's like this blood curdling scream from off camera and everyone's like, "Uh, okay." And uh, they go mm-hmm. they go see what it is.
4: Well, I think we're um we're back in the the Gachapon area, and we're searching around, and then, yeah, we, we run up to it.
2: And, uh, we go around the, the- we go somewhere where there's- it's like a dark hallway with a bunch of boxes, and we go investigate, and we find the girl that we just talked to, Makisei Kurisu, dead on the ground in a pool of blood. So- Killed by the Opa. <laughs> who can say? Yes. And it's, it claims its first victim. This is actually a monster story. <laughs>
0: So, we are basically like, I'm getting the fuck out of here.
2: We don't do anything! Like, the adults around call 911 and we just book it. Like a coward. Yeah.
0: Like, Mayuri, we're out of
2: here. I mean, to be totally
0: fair, like, our character has never seen... Like, they're kind of like, uh, he's kind of like, I've, I've never seen a dead body. Like, he's kind of freaking out a bit.
2: Yeah, he is, he is a teenager. I mean, like, yeah. It's scary. So...
0: Uh, what do you call it? We run, we run, we take Mayuri down a central street and tell her that somebody died in there. And then we decide to text our friend. Like, uh, uh and tell him, like, Again, very much teenager.
2: Yeah, well, because we can't talk to Mayuri about it. Like, because she is Mayuri. So he's like, I have to talk to someone about this. Let me talk to my, right. my other friend.
0: Yeah, and we text him.
2: And just as we text him, There's some kind of distortion. The screen goes wiggly. And right as we text him, uh, the screen goes wiggly and suddenly all the people are gone from around us. And, um, we're like, what, where is everyone? What happened? And, uh, we look up at the top of the Radicon building where we just came from and right where the, uh, lecture was uh, taking place the satellite that we saw on the roof uh, has crashed into the building right there, which, in a very Donnie Darko move, uh, the satellite has crashed right where we were.
0: Yes, and we get the title shot. We also get a graphic, by the way, I don't know how pertinent this is. It's like a cathode ray tube kind of... Or no, not cathode ray, but these, like... I don't know what kind of tubes they are. Like this electric kind of digital readout of, like, 1.130426... And then it, like, ticks down, like, ticks down rapidly to 0.571024. Oh,
2: wow, look at this. Look at this guy. Keeping track. Look
0: at this guy, looking at the graphics of the Let's play as I'm talking to you all about
2: this.
0: (laughs) Uh, They are called
4: Nixie Tubes.
2: But, uh, it's a good anime intro. I like the anime intro. Um, Also, we back out and see what our character looks like, and Okabe Rintaro looks like Trent from Daria. Uh, don't at me. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> he does kind of look like Trevor Daria. I didn't even think about that till now. Holy shit!
0: <laughs>
3: oh wow. Okay. Yeah, he
0: does. Wow, he really does. What
1: was his band? T- Twisted Spiral or Dark Spiral?
2: Oh God, I don't know. Yeah, it was something like that.
1: Mystic Spiral. Uh,
2: Mystic Spiral. Oh my God. Um. Anyway, so. So that's our, that's the intro, and then we get our cool, our cool anime intro, animated intro, um, which is really nice. Like, this is, you know, this is some, some fancy stuff going on. Definitely has some, some gravitas to it. And, uh, yeah. Where, I don't know, should we pause and be like, what do we, what do we like so far? Or just move on to chapter one?
0: Um, I think, yeah, I mean, we're gonna have to do chapter one at a brisk pace too, because holy shit. (laughs)
2: Are you intrigued?
1: There is,
0: yeah. I'm pretty intrigued. knew it was about time. I, I, I like the time travel. I have theories, obviously. Um, My initial theory, obviously, when this happened, which I don't think is much of a theory as much as it is just an inference, is that obviously some kind of time travel or warp or something happened where suddenly we're in a timeline a different timeline or something, where now the satellite, instead of being on the roof, is like one floor down from where it was, crash into the building. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that. Part, I guess that's obvious, yeah. right?
3: Well, once they've introduced the doctor with the time machine, I think you're going to be assuming something like that's gonna happen a lot.
0: It would be an odd misuse of Chekhov's gun if right. there were no time, time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's just a dating sim. <laughs> just
4: gotta first make sure that this doctor's a fraud.
2: God, there are a lot more characters in this game there are more characters than I thought there would be like this, this chapter one, they just keep introducing more girls. And I'm like, God damn.
0: I think part of it is to make some ambiguity from that intro of if only like, I could have saved her. You know what I mean? Or maybe it's like some kind of reverse dating sim where like your actions determine which girl, the bad thing you could have prevented happened to. <laughs> wow.
5: You choose who you kill.
0: Wow! Yes, Just... a hating sim. It's a
5: murder sim, <laughs> right? Oh, by the way, I forgot. Um, so, uh Rintaro does use the term Steins Gate by this point, right? Yeah, at <laughs> the
2: beginning. Oh yeah, he it's like it's like the thing that his fake organization cult type thing like worships. I guess is how he talks about it. Like it's like their god.
0: He calls it another word for fate. He says like the Steins Gate is chosen, right?
2: It reminds me of the world. (laughs) So um, in in, in Japanese, like
5: like many of the English terms um, he uses, um, the word is actually always written in in kanji, in Japanese, and and it's glossed to the English reading. So Stein's Gate is like the stein in Stein's Gate. Uh, When you read it in Japanese, it it literally spells um, the stone of fate. Hmm. And gate is door. So the door to the stone of fate.
2: Oh, that sounds a lot more ominous. Yeah. Yeah. Stein's
0: gate sounds like random crap. What the hell is this? Sh- like,
3: why?
4: Yeah. They never really explained it in the anime, but in the game they did say. Uh, he did say it's basically he his word for fate.
3: Yeah, God's will.
0: Yeah.
5: Mhm.
0: I yeah. I mean, it's just weird. I don't know. It's just a weird thing to localize it as that because it. A- I don't know.
5: I mean, Stein. By the way, Stein comes from Einstein. Um. I don't say. I don't think it says it. Yeah. It says it anywhere, but. That's what the creator of the game said.
1: Oh. I thought it came from Frankenstein.
2: No, I don't think it does either, but what else could it be? Yeah.
0: Oh got it. Einstein, one Stein, therefore just Stein. Got it. Okay. Chapter one.
2: Chapter one. So I guess like rather than go through it in chronological order, let's just talk about the Future Gadget Laboratory. So Yes. The Future Gadget Laboratory is uh Rintaro's uh and I've been calling him Rintaro even though they all call him Okarin. I don't know. Um. Anyway, Ritaro uh, explains to us, the viewer, his lab, um, and so we have Ritaro, who we've met, Mayuri, who we've met, and then Daru, who is the programmer, and um, like many friend groups, uh, teenage and college friend groups where only one person can program, the only person who does all the work on any of the projects that they do. There's
5: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> also this game's friendly pervert, which is yes. a trope I really don't I- like.
2: I hate his art. Yeah, his
3: art's real bad.
2: He's so large.
5: You you think so?
2: Yeah.
0: He's revolting.
2: Oh, I don't think so. I would not say that. But I'm very small, so everyone looks like that to me. But, like, he, um, I don't mean that he's,
0: like, he's badly drawn or rendered or something like that, but, like, he is this weird-ass mishmash of, like, muscular and fat and tiny hands and a weird neck that's, I just, I don't know, I don't, I look at him and I see myself and I cry. No, I look, I just hate him. I don't know. I I don't know what it is.
2: He exudes so much, like, awkward teenage energy, right? Like, it's like an abstract, it's almost like a visual representation of, like, discomfort with your own body. Like, being too big for, like, how you feel like you should be, which, like, is a very, like, teenage growth spur. Anyway, I am like reading too much into it, but that's why it doesn't bother me. Well,
3: it doesn't he have, like, weird hands, too? Like, his hands seem like they're not... Like, everybody else has, like, really, like, defined hands. He's got, like, like just, like, paws.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're
2: right. Oh, that's probably because he's fat, right? I mean, that's, like, just a shitty thing.
3: But it's just... It's,
0: I don't know.
2: That's the thing, I... It's- it's yeah no he looks like
0: out of proportion in a way because like in the first very first time you see him which is honestly a picture of Okarin like head up looking at you the player he's off to the right sitting at a computer and he looks like a typical like kind of you know overweight uh, kid or whatever then when you see him though I guess what I'm getting at is his face head on his neck and like sh- like the clavicle I guess what is the
2: mm-hmm.
0: like the the area between his neck and shoulders is like wider than his head which is like just very odd looking. Like it and his, he looks almost muscular because his arms are big and he's like kind of squeezing his chest together. But like, it's I don't know. It just it's 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 a very awkward character design, you know.
2: Yeah. It's and he also like changes size depending on what's going on. Like I feel like sometimes he looks very large and sometimes he looks more like uh just a just an overweight kid versus like a giant. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, I, I'm not. I don't. I not I'm not really commenting on his body per se. I feel like there's something stylistically going on with him that the artist is trying <laughs> for, but I don't know what it is. But I hate it.
4: I will say I do like the, uh, the not. Um, I do like the art style itself, but also the way um, the uh, I guess sort of coloring has happened. They they have this sort of interesting filter over all the uh, the characters yes. that uh, it almost makes it look watercolor in a way. Yeah. yeah um I, I sort of wish that translated into the uh, to the anime but of, of course that would have been really hard but I I
1: yeah I really like the character art
2: yeah, it's like sparkly yeah but it's like sparkly but in like a dirty way
1: while we're talking about artistic stuff everybody in this game has very strange eyes yeah like it's it I, I can't quite describe it.
2: Yeah, well, it's I don't remember what was popular at the time that this was released. I mean, isn't it It's anime. So everybody's eyes are it's a Monet painting.
1: Well, yeah, it is anime. Yeah. It, it yeah, it's, it's just strange to me.
2: Yeah, the lack of of irises or yeah, the lack of pupils, lack of pupils is uh, a little weird.
1: Yeah, like instead of like the iris, they have this little square in there.
2: Mayuri especially. Because um, her eyes are like blue, green, and yellow, and it just—it doesn't. Yeah, it, I can see how it wouldn't read like eyes, really.
1: They don't. They don't read like eyes. It's because they're not. Are they? <gasps> is there no soul in there?
0: I I went to get a I went to get a seltzer. Are we talking about alpaca man?
2: Hell yes, we are.
1: We we glossed over that.
2: God, I fucking love that. That's in there. So that's it's C man. It's, yeah. it's a man reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, like. Yes. This game keeps like I wasn't totally won over off the bat, and like by this point I was a hundred percent won over. Like I was just <clears throat> like, this is ho- this is goofy, and I love that there's references to all these these nerdy things in it. <laughs> I love it.
4: Yeah. So Okabe's Okabe's introduction to the entire lab it's revealed to actually just be him trying to talk to Seaman to get him to respond.
3: Yeah. yeah, and the joke being that he's talking to the screen, saying, "Oh, you think your reality is in there, but really it's us over here." And you're like, "Is he talking mm-hmm. to the players? Is this a meta thing?" It's like, "Nah, he's just playing with Alba man.
1: <laughs> An exceptionally shitty version of "Hey, you, Pikachu."
2: Yeah, like the that's like a good synopsis of like the type of humor that's going on with uh, Rintaro or Okabe's character, um, just sort of like. He's like, you, th- you think, like, oh, is there something to this? And then it's like, ah, no, it's just a goof. And there's a lot of that. Which is fun. Yeah. And it makes him much more endearing. Like, by this point, I was endeared to him, even though he was completely insufferable uh, <laughs> in the beginning. Like, I'm like, okay, I get it.
5: Uh, then we're told about the inventions this lab made. Oh, God. Yeah, so
2: the point of this lab is to invent things. Let's Tell us about the inventions.
5: Well... <laughs> I like these
1: inventions. Uh, They're all particularly useless. They're meant to be inventing things. Like, their goal is to overthrow the system and create world anarchy and, I don't know, all this other secret squirrel shit. But all they've done is just create worthless inventions. Like, my particular favorite, the um, Ghost in the Ball Mobile Armored Riot Camouflage Ball, which is basically... A bunch of six inch C R T monitors arranged to look like a big ball, and inside there's cameras in the center which are uh recording and transmitting the opposite end. So it's like when yeah. you look at the ball, you're seeing the other side of the ball, and that's supposed to be like camouflage.
2: It's great. They
0: should have localized that as an invisible. Ball. Or not, I guess. <laughs> okay.
2: No. (laughs) I don't know what's better what's like more what's better for this team though like like an like a a reasonable pun or an, an anime reference I feel like they do anime references
1: well they go into this it's like they can't they can't figure out what to name things and they always end up being like anime references or like a mishmash of like a bad
5: pun
2: what a teen thing it's
3: really like Mel Brooks level anime references (laughs) Sorry. Yeah,
5: <laughs> I like I like their first invention the best. The, the where they put the TV remote into a gun.
2: Uh, yeah, that was great.
5: So when you pull the trigger, it uh, it changes the channel, but you can't do anything else with the TV.
2: But only one, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> only up,
5: yeah.
1: only one. You, you can only go up.
3: <laughs> Which that's the one that's from Mobile Jacket Gun Bam.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's cute. It's like very like. It's not even, like, science fair level. It's just, like, kids screwing around level, and it's it's fun. They have, I'm sure they have a lot of fun.
4: But it's, like, it's like super impressive,
0: though, too.
5: By the way, the, 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 the website is still up, if you want to look at it. So <gasps> they, they have a oh website, boy. and it, it's on the internet.
0: What? Future, uh, what is it?
5: Future Gadget, whatever.
2: Future Gadget Laboratory.
5: Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, it's there, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it's, it's promotional for the game, but...
1: Oh my god, that's amazing!
5: It's in Japanese.
1: Aw, well, well, damn it! Did you know the Space Jam website is still up?
2: <laughs> and it was a bad website in two thousand nine. Like,
1: <laughs> sorry, I- I'm a fan of vintage
4: websites. <laughs> they have the user counter. I love it.
2: <laughs> oh, I love them. So they're they're very sweet. Uh, so they're but before we talk about um, their latest invention. Uh, there is a flashback to what happened, because we we sort of got cut off, you know, earlier, right as the world disappeared for, uh, Okabe. And so we flashback to what exactly happened during that time as he is explaining it to his two friends in the lab. And so what happened is, uh, Okabe, is that what we want to call him? Do we want to call him Okabe? Do we want to call him Okarin? Do we want to call him Rintaro? I
1: call him Rintaro. Koin Kyoma. <laughs>
2: Who, do we want to call him Holo and Koma? No.
1: <laughs> like Rintaro is easily easy for me to remember because it sounds like Rantaro.
2: It's that's why I do
3: it. Cause it. Also, it's it's on the bottom of the screen too. Whenever they like, whenever his dialogue yeah. comes up, that's why I keep it in my head because I keep seeing these names on, on the bottom of the screen. Yeah.
2: So Rintaro. Uh, so everybody. So he texts or emails Daru on his phone, the world distorts everyone vanishes, he's sitting there like where is everybody and he Mayuri is with him and so he's like Mayuri what's going on and she's like what? Like she's like useless like (laughs) like, she's not able or aware enough to be like hey yeah everyone just disappeared or no it's been like this the whole time she doesn't know what's going on Uh, a police officer appears and grabs our arm and is like you need to clear the area because the satellite crashed into the building um, but and we start to protest. But before we can say anything, the police officer says, "No one got stabbed at Radikan Uh, and so like that would imply that someone was talking about somebody got stabbed, and he, we just saw uh, Makise Kurisu get stabbed. So what? And uh, how does he know about the stabbing?
5: He said it after Rinder asks him about the stabbing.
2: Did he does he ask, does he say that she got stabbed or does he just volunteer it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It? No, yeah.
5: yeah. Oh, okay. Winter asked him about about the, the the murder and and the policeman doesn't know what he's talking about. Okay. And uh, like a
4: little bit weird when you're running up to a police and a policeman and he's like, "Someone got stabbed." And you're like, "No, you they didn't. Get out of here, kid."
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah Shut right, up, right. you dingbat. That's right. a weird thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Uh. Yeah. So. Then we're like, did the whole hour since the beginning of Nakabashi's presentation really happen? Um, and we're, we're like doubting ourselves. So I guess after that, we, we headed back here. So then we headed back to the lab after that. And that's, it's only been like an hour since that happened.
4: Surprise, the last 50 minutes of Visual Novel Book Club were a waste of your time. <laughs> we just recapped something <laughs> that didn't happen.
0: Also the
1: next 50 minutes.
0: We should record a second version of this and then delete the original (laughs) version and then just re-upload it and not say anything. Like, there never was an original. What do you mean? Anyway.
2: Oh, my God. One of the episodes this season will do that, and you won't know which one. Uh, The John Titer episode. Uh, So, uh, so, uh, Rintaro cracks open a delicious and refreshing Dr. P. um, And is explaining this. And uh, nobody, they don't believe him. Uh, Daru doesn't doesn't ever really believe anything Rentaro says, um, right? And so that I love that like the person that this is happening to is already somebody that nobody believes about their bullshit and like who regularly makes up stuff. That's great. That's such a yeah. It's such an entertaining way to frame this. And I like didn't know that about this story, so uh, I thought that was fun. So then uh, we just we just focus on uh, future gadget number eight. Which is the phone wave name subject to change?
3: Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> definitely a written gag.
2: <laughs> so tell us about the phone wave name subject to change.
5: Uh, it, it works better in Japanese. Again, mm-hmm. it works better in Japanese yeah. <laughs> because because it does he does keep saying it, but in Japanese it's so it's so much shorter. So the phone wave is a device that they have created
1: that uh, allows you to basically turn your microwave on and operate it from a distance by calling a cell phone. So, in, in case you're out and you want to use your microwave, you just call your microwave and have it turn on.
2: I love it.
4: Knowing that you had to have put something in the microwave before you went out—that is all
3: currently defrosting in the microwave. Right? Yeah. This sucks. Yeah.
0: But, um, it turns, but oddly, like it's not working. It's like they've somehow messed this up. This like thing I think I can make, and like. <laughs> You, it's like fried chicken. Instead of like getting hotter, it got colder, right? Like Maori's fried chicken at some point.
2: It got. It was more frozen, yeah.
4: Because they use it, they put in the instructions backwards in, when they texted the phone.
0: So they right. So, but they haven't been able to replicate that again. Um.
2: And they're just about to now. Yeah.
0: Oh right. Okay.
2: Yeah, and they've been trying bananas. Yeah, instead of frozen dinners. They've, yeah, they're trying. So they enter the command backwards, the microwave boots up, it spins backwards, and then things happen to the stuff that's in it. The frozen dinner got more frozen, and then they got some bananas, and they put the bananas in there, the whole bunch, all at once. And they do the same thing, and uh, the bananas come out, and they are gelatinous and green. Um... Yeah, and they're like gel, and Maiuri calls them gel bananas. And uh, Maiuri is the one paying for all of these bananas, and she's mad that she doesn't get to eat any. Um, let us never bring up that plot point again because it's annoying every time they talk about it.
1: You know, I I will say one thing for Maiuri, even though I don't really like her, she seems to be the only one in the group that's actually like doing something, makes money, <laughs> yeah. yeah like the other guy just fools around on his computer all day
2: oh well the, the two guys they're in college
4: yeah they're yeah they're students and fiery is uh yeah she has a job that we'll do get to later
2: so there's some horny joke about the bananas uh.
1: oh wow that's a bad one too yeah. oh it's hilarious huh
2: and it's Daru, and like Daru's like, oh, talk about eating my soft banana or something like that. Say, like he, and like the, the way the jokes are always framed is like telling the female character to just say that one more time, or like maybe say it but modify it slightly so it's a little hornier, and like, it's the worst. Oh, God. Like, it, like, even if it was just like, he he, you said a horny thing, that would be so much better than the command, say that again. Again, so I can really memorize it and jerk off later. <laughs> like,
3: oh. <laughs> I mean, like, it's a friggin' nosebleed. And it's like, come on. Like, how many tropes can we hit in one spot?
2: <laughs> also, I just, I still don't believe that... I still don't believe that Mayuri don't doesn't understand a dick joke when she hears it. She's a cosplayer, and also later we find out what her job is. Come on.
3: Yeah. Yep. Come on. Oh, well. I mean, you know, this is... This is the time period.
2: <laughs> Writing. Anyway... Uh, so whatever. Next scene. Uh <laughs> Daru and, and Rintaro uh go to a lecture for college. Um, it seems like this is like an optional lecture, but I'm not sure. Um but they go to a building to attend this lecture. Uh they pass by. In the background there's a there's a big T V that's got the crash satellite on it, so the news is covering this crash satellite and the Radicon building, the ra I guess, which I guess is the Radio Tower building. That's what that's that is anyway to get get an idea of what it is. Yeah. Oh, the radio building. And uh, what else? Oh, throughout this whole time, uh, you get text messages on your phone. So there's a button you can press Z or C on your keyboard to bring I your like cell this. phone, and you can respond to. They're not text messages; they're emails. But I'm gonna call them text messages because I'm. It's 2018. Um, and you can respond to them.
3: Even in two thousand nine, they were still. They should have still been text messages. I don't know what the hell they were doing.
1: <laughs> I want to say that they. The game introduces this in kind of a strange way, because if you're like me, you're just clicking through and, and reading and. You get to this text loop where it's like, Where's my phone? I check my pants. Where's my phone? I check my pants. Where's my phone? And it's eventually the game just kind of addresses you directly. It's like, Hey, stupid, you need to press the phone trigger receive button. And I had to actually look up what that
3: button was. Yeah. Also, it's tough to find controls for this online. I was like, What are the PC controls for this? And everybody was like, I don't know, man.
5: Yeah.
4: I, I was able to find it in the game, but yeah, you need to go back to the main menu, and you can't do it. Yeah, you can't do it from the in-game menu. Oh,
0: make sure you save. Um, I even though the game told me it was quick saving, oh, it wasn't. Uh, I didn't. Yeah, I did. I I lost like.
5: I think quick saves are only for the session, and then if you actually want to exit, you need to.
0: You need to save, save. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. They didn't tell me that.
5: Let's actually talk about the interface for this game a little bit because um. There are no traditional choices in this game. everything is through the phone. Uh, this is the only, these are the only choices you make. so there are text messages which you can answer several ways, and later on, you can get phone calls uh, which you can either answer or ignore um, and that sort of things or you can sometimes send emails and everything is done through this. There are no like regular choices anywhere and I think that 's interesting
0: I feel like i 've seen this somewhere before didn 't um... No, you know, what? I'm never mind. I'm thinking of Catherine did something like this, but like...
3: Yeah, yeah, that's, I was going to say the same thing. I'm like, I've freaking know and I've seen this before, but yeah, it's Catherine. Yeah,
0: when you go to text somebody, they make you press the buttons on your controller, and as and as you're pressing them, the character is, like, typing out the things they're saying back,
5: you know.
3: Yeah, and you get, it's like predictive text where you, got, like, you choose, like, the phrase, and then it types a sentence. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's it.
5: How did you also uh, all change your ringtone in the game?
2: Yes! I changed my background and my ringtone.
1: Oh, did not know you could do that. I changed mine. I changed it to the first one because it reminded me of some kind of shooter game.
2: Oh, I, I changed mine to, like, whatever the third one from the bottom was, which is like, a bop. Like, it was good. I was like, this is great. This music is good, actually. I'm setting this to my real phone noise.
5: It also gives you achievement, you should all should should do this. <laughs> all right, I gotta get to it.
2: <laughs> so... We enter the lecture hall, and as we go in to take our seat, we bump into Makisei Kurisu. Mm. She's here. It's only been three hours since we saw her dead on the ground.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and we're surprised uh,
5: she's alive. And she doesn't know us. She hasn't...
2: Oh, yeah, she hasn't met us before. So we're just some weirdo who's, like, yelling at her and, like, trying to look at her stomach to see the stab wound, and she's like, what are you doing?
4: Forcibly lifting up her shirt to do it. Yeah, that's
5: another
2: one of those things. <sighs> anime. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, and then Darwin reveals that he got our text message a week ago.
2: Yeah.
5: In three parts.
2: And it didn't even finish. Yeah.
5: And it came from the future.
4: <laughs> yeah, it was time stamped from today, but arrived a, ye- a week ago.
2: Yeah. So the text we sent him was dated a week be- after we... Uh, was arrived uh, a week before we actually sent it. So that was weird. So so at this point, it's like, are we a week forward in time? Are we a week back in time? Like, what happened to us? Today is July 28th, still. So where are we?
0: <laughs> but also... I, one thing that's kind of weird is also then, wouldn't Daru have mentioned this like a week ago? Yeah, I think he said
5: it. He said it was a joke or something, so we didn't mention it. Yeah, he does say this again
4: uh, when we mention it, but uh, it it seems to be that this was the first time that he is bringing it up.
0: I'm just saying, like, can you imagine getting some weird three texts from your friend, forgetting about it? A week later, you run into some girl. Your weirdo friend's like, oh, "You're not stabbed." Starts so looking at shirt. He goes, "Oh, this might be a good time to mention I got those weird text of yours from a week." You know, like what?
3: Were well, you mention this girl's name in Stamped.
2: They're undercut <laughs> by how teenager they are, honestly.
3: Ah, uh, I say.
2: Also, Mackie says want to die at this point.
0: Yep. right yeah
2: and I really want to call her Maki even though her name is Chris because she says wanna die I Can we just it.
1: call her Maki we could do <laughs> we that. can
2: there's no rules
1: it's our podcast we could do whatever
2: she's
4: not real so I mean she can't hey,
1: she is real as as real as she ever could be
2: <laughs> oh my God this game also came out during the time period where we were all still making jokes about 2 d versus three d waifus and I hate it thanks. <laughs>
4: Oh, that stopped at some point. No, that still happens. Sorry, Devak. <laughs> I,
2: I know it still happens, but it. What it, I feel like I don't hear it constantly anymore. Like, I feel like there was a point where, like, that was the joke you made about anime, and now we've moved on to other jokes.
5: This game is is a real time capsule from 2009. So um, yeah,
2: <laughs> it's
0: like just to be fair,
5: even if if, if if you look at if if you know what the Japanese um, internet and uh, Akihabara was at that time. It, it's so much different now. Uh, Akihabara itself re- really, really changed in the last ten years. It's nothing at all like what you see in this game anymore. It's much more touristy. Even
4: just, yeah, watching this this anime, like, six years ago, it's like, okay, it's a little bit better. The, it was still dated back then, but it was better.
5: Uh, the, the, the net slang they use in Japanese is so, so old. <laughs> um, and that's something you really can't see in English, I guess.
1: I like the net slang though. I like that the game tells me about it.
2: Let's see. So we get there. Um, oh, so yeah. So we're talking about this stabbing and this whole thing, and 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 uh, Rintaro's like, yeah, it was when I texted to you when we went to go see Dr. Nakabachi's presentation, and then Dara's like, no, that was canceled because of the satellite. There was never there was never a press conference; it got canceled. But you guys wanted to go anyway, and we're like, what? And uh, and that's as much information we get before it's time to start the lecture. And the lecturer is Makise Kurisu. Uh, th- they apparently didn't know this. They apparently only read the location line of the handout and not literally anything else about what they were supposed yeah. to do.
3: Which is very, very 18-year-old. Absolutely. Very freshman. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So they just insulted her right before she was about to give a lecture, which like, wow, like, honestly, like, what I, I have like, I have, like immediately respect uh, Karisu like so much because she like took this guy harassing her right before she had to give a big lecture in front of a bunch of people. And she's like completely chill. Like she nailed it. I just I'm so proud. Well
1: also she starts to give the lecture. She starts to give the lecture and then Retara's like immediately well that's not right.
2: Yeah, it's like that's what he thinks academia is. Which I mean is he's not wrong, but <laughs> like calm down.
1: Like she starts to talk about time travel and Ritara's just like immediately first sentence Oh what that that's not right. I do love that she's like, Yeah, I was asked to
4: talk about time travel, which is not my specialty, and uh, I don't really have a lot to say about it, but okay, here we go. This is my first <laughs> talk. And I'm told, yeah,
3: as He And he actually hers in like three seconds. Yeah, it's great.
2: Yeah. So after she is kind of like, okay... Um, well, because she's like, time travel isn't possible, like, it's kind of silly to talk about it. and he's like, you don't know, like, <laughs> fucking undergrad in philosophy, just like, anything could be true, I don't know.
3: Do you want to present some evidence to the back of your facts? Come on. I don't have a
1: question, it's more of a statement.
2: Oh god. Episode title. Um, so she, she explains a bunch of different theories of time travel, um, there's a lot. Um, I
5: think the, the, these are all real theories, right? Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. like, I, I don't know. There's not any in particular that I know is immediately relevant to the game, so I think we could just kind of skip over it. But she talks about, for example, she talks about cosmic strings. She talks about wormholes. She talks about the grandfather paradox. Um, uh, she, she
5: mostly talks about how difficult it would be to actually implement any of these theories.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Right. How
5: How impossible it is to... To get everything, you need, like, infinite energy and things like
3: that. Yeah, it's kind of a mix between, like, actual scientific theories and, like, stuff we've seen in other scientific uh, sci-fi movies. Right.
1: Well, apparently there's part of wormhole theory that I learned playing this game. It's like, usually you think, okay, you jump in a wormhole, you come out the other end. But apparently in between there, it's like gravity is so, like, intense that you would have to have some kind of special matter... That has reverse mass, so it would actually push out against the gravity. Yep. That is called exotic matter.
2: So it's all, like, so... It's really underscoring how absurd the whole idea of time travel is.
1: Yeah, it's... It's, like, some real turning spheres inside-out kind of stuff. And then, at the end, she, uh, is,
4: like... And none of these are even to, um... Mention, like, the sort of philosophical implications, like, paradoxes and such, um like, paradoxes cannot happen, the universe will not allow it to happen, so all, any of these theories have to not, uh...
0: Yeah, I I forget the name of that one, but it's, there's like a, that's forced causality theory, right? Like, the universe kind of makes it right kind of thing? Yeah. Mm
5: -hmm.
1: And also, there's the, the game has this great line where it's like, there's 11 theories, and then after she's done explaining them all, Rintaro's like, well, what if someone makes a twelfth theory?
2: Again, undergraduate question. (laughs)
1: And she comes back. It's like, well, I guess it could be contradicted by the thirteenth theory.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was such a good comeback. Oh my god. So by the end of it, like we like completely are like like Retaro's internal monologue is like, wow, she recovered so good from that. Like he has like so much like he like respects her, but he never shows it. Um, but like internally, he has a bunch of respect for her. Right. Um, and so we we listen to the whole lecture, and then Retaro with seemingly no other choice, because no one else believes him about seeing uh, Karisu get stabbed, we head to the shrine to get exercised.
5: <laughs> oh,
3: boy.
2: So, at the shrine... Um, so, Mayuri works everywhere that we go in this game, which is the only good bit about Mayuri that is funny. Um, everywhere we go, she works there. So, she works at the shrine along with Luka. Uh, so, Luka, uh, I, I think... This, t- now in 2018, we would say Luca is a trans girl. Um, but this game uses male pronouns for Luca, and, uh, Rintaro has a very big issue with calling Luca a boy and being attracted to Luca, but also being upset that Luca is a boy. Um...
4: Yeah, so knowing, I think this is one of the sort of clear um, cases, Most one of the most clear cases I've actually seen of like, this is a trans character, but they didn't call them trans. It's
2: just blatantly transphobically written trans character, yeah.
5: I don't even think it's uh, that the game is transphobic. I think Rintaro is, and the game knows that. Yeah, it, it's Rintaru. Yeah, I, I think the game, especially knowing what comes later, um, the game is actually doing a pretty good job with this character
2: um, oh well that's reassuring yeah.
5: Rintaro is just
4: being
3: like uh, looks, uh, looks pretty feminine oh
4: wait be gone gay thoughts
2: yeah it's very like it is,
3: it is, but like even in presenting this in the story like it is so over the top it is just odd uh, like they just keep going back to it again and again and again it's just too much
5: it's gross because yeah R- Rintaro can't get over it which um, if not presented in a positive way I think
0: Right, this is re- yeah, exactly. Like, the story is not on Rintaro's side here. You know, like that I'm 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 more going to blame him than the narrative right now, you know.
2: Oh yeah. A lot and and it becomes more and more clear that the the like overall world that they exist in like doesn't agree with Rintaro and how he is like he's just another character, right? But it still sucks. It sucks to hear his internal monologue and be like, "But he's a guy" over and over again. I it makes me mad. I was just like, "She's not a boy, you absolute slug!" In my notes. Um, also, we like Luca. Um, so Rintaro is both attracted to Luca, but also just like their friends and. Um,
4: yeah, like pretty pretty clearly, like, yeah.
2: We. Runtaro bought Luca a sword from the sword store in the mall, um, and at this point in my notes I wrote, the most powerful swords in the world can only be handled by the delicate touch of a lesbian. No! It's also, it's
3: also, it cost him, it cost him a dollar, so I mean, it was like, he went all out. A
2: one dollar sword. Cost him nine dollars. But so Luca's like, bought in, like, Luca's like, I guess kind of gullible and has like bought into Rintaro's little fantasy about the organization and is doing sword training because like he told her to I'm not
4: sure if she's buying in or 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 like or not but yeah she's definitely uh humoring him the most out of anyone at the very
5: least Yeah No there's the one character that you're more
2: Yeah, like, it's not like that other character we'll meet later who I feel like knows he's full of shit. Like, I think, I feel like Luka doesn't really know if he's full of shit or not.
5: I I think she does because she keeps, um, she she keeps calling him Rin Taro even though he doesn't want her to. and, And then she corrects herself. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> As opposed to the other character who just calls him home.
2: Like, she's just trying to get, like, a- approval from her, f- her peer group. You know, like, yeah, yeah, she doesn't buy but she just wants everyone to, wants him to like her. Like, uh, you know, she wants to be friends, yeah.
4: that Yeah,
5: that's how I sort of see it.
0: Doesn't he do a thing, though, where she's at the mall being harassed by people, and then he, like, kind of, like, tells them to fuck off or something?
5: That's how he met her, I think.
0: Right, yeah. Um. So she, I, she's kind of, like...
5: Yeah, it's said he, he met her when she was harassed by some bullies and he came to her help. And
3: Yeah, yeah, they mentioned it in the, yeah, when they first introduced...
5: And and, and then she learned she, she's a classmate of Mayuri, so...
2: So we want to get an exorcism from Luca, who's a girl we kind of have a crush on. And who works at the shrine. And I guess her father's the, like, head of the shrine.
5: Yeah, her father is the head priest. Uh, I have a question
1: for Oren. So, in the game, there's kind of this... Like, uh, it, it's put like, after going through something like that, I have to go get an exorcism, I can't help it, I'm Japanese, it's in my blood. What exactly is up with that? Is that a thing?
5: Uh, it, it's a Shinto shrine, so that's where Japanese people come to do spiritual stuff. I don't think, uh, Japan is a pretty secular country, um, all in all, so people don't actually believe in that stuff. But there's a lot of traditions around it, so people go to the shrine for all kinds of ritualistic stuff. Um, so if somebody got really upset or they were in a bad
1: situation, that would be something that they went for?
5: Yeah, I mean, uh, for example, something people actually do is, like, before big exams, they go to the shrine and get sure. a blessing. Yeah, it's like a good luck charm. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't think anyone actually believes it over here, because, um, but people do it. Yeah, it's, I think it's the way most people look at luck in
3: that kind of stuff. It's more like, hey, I don't just in case, you know, I'm going to cover my bases, but we'll see how it goes.
2: And, like, Rintaro's pretty desperate.
5: Obviously, the priests are actually, actually believe in the religions, but but the common people are participating in it, but they don't really, no one really takes it too seriously.
0: Um, you know, I, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, to be totally fair to Rintaro, too, he's seen someone dead, which is shocking enough, and then everyone disappeared... And then she's alive again, and like no, you know, nobody's no one acknowledging knows, yeah. her. And there's this text in the past. Like, I, I would be pretty. I think, like, most people would be pretty freaked out. So maybe this notion of maybe I need an exorcism, it's not like, you know, the most rational thing in the world per se, but it's also you're not in the state of mind to be. I, I, I can guy into it, right?
3: Yeah, when you see what is essentially supernatural, you might be like, hey, that's probably science I just don't understand. But if it's not.
0: <laughs> like if this happened to me and I saw a church, I might be like, hey, you know what the hell? Like if I just, you know, like, yeah. All right. I uh, maybe that'll help. I don't know. I'm I'm not in my domain here. So
1: just got to hedge your bets.
2: Yeah. Another thing that happens during the scene before uh, Luca starts the, the exorcism is Mayuri says a line that it, where she says she knows what a fujoshi is. And if she knows what a fujoshi is, then she absolutely understands all the dick jokes that everyone is making and is faking it. So that's my hypothesis.
0: <laughs> What's fujoshi?
2: Uh, a girl who's really into yaoi.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's in the almanac.
2: So we get a. So we get the exorcism. So Luca goes and like gets like this. We don't even know what it's called. The stick with ribbons on it from her dad, and she's like too nervous to do it. And so we, well, Rentaro pretends that he's being possessed like in an overly dramatic fashion, and like to get give her like the confidence to help him. And is like, oh, you really helped <laughs> me. So it really wasn't an exorcism for him. It was really just him making her feel better. Yeah. So that's that's cute. And uh and so we head home after that. So we've met Luca, and uh we head home and we meet the guy who owns the TV store underneath the lab, who is Mr. Braun.
1: The secret hidden dream daddy.
2: Uh Mr. Braun is fantastic. He has a shirt that says Jack Hummer on it in English. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh,
3: and the best is that he runs a CRT store and I think in the beginning uh, Rentaro makes a thing like, oh, nobody even values CRTs anymore. You know, they're, they're pretty much useless. And looking back now, it's like, oh no, those were worth a shit ton. You should have saved them.
2: Yeah, he's rich now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently in, in,
5: in the building where this, um, in, in, in Real Kehabara, uh the building where this is supposedly takes place in, which uh, the game pretty much describes how to get to, Apparently, there once was a real COT store in there. Um, oh, my it, gosh. It, it's not there anymore, though. I don't think it was there by 2009, either, but... Mr. Braun...
0: I, artistically, Mr. Brown's supposed to be, like, really jacked, right? But he's, his arms bother the shit out of me. Because his upper arms have this weird thing that's, like... I guess a bicep and a tricep kind of meeting together, like, muscle
3: cleavage? It's, it's a butt. It's a muscle. It's an arm butt. Yes.
2: yes yes he's
3: ju- he's just got glutes on his upper arm
1: yeah <laughs> arms do not work like that
2: it's like the artist it's like the artist only knew how to draw cute anime girls and was asked to draw other people
3: yeah he's got two butts on either side <laughs> and even his pecs are kind of yes. butt-ish
2: he's just a big pile of butts
1: just just
0: butts all over this guy
2: Mr. Butts.
3: Oh, he's got a shoulder butt, too. I'm looking at the art now. He's definitely... There's a shoulder butt as well. Oh,
0: yeah, you're right. There is shoulder
2: butt.
0: If it was just a shoulder butt, I could be like, yeah, I guess, you know, but yeah. That... Yeah.
5: Do you know what, what, what his mock says, by the way? They don't, they don't translate it, right?
0: Uh, wait, wait. Oh, it's, um, it's like brown pipe something, right?
5: Oh, brown can is C-O-T. That's C-O-T, but the second word.
0: Hold on, wait, I have the zoomed-in picture I'm looking at right now, so I'm having... The
1: one with the little heart next to it?
0: Yeah.
5: Oh, wait, that's... Ah, shit, I don't know that. That's Moe. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Moe, basically.
2: (laughs) (sighs) And they do make, like, some jokes about how, like, he seems like he should be a pervert, but he's not, (laughs)
5: like... He he likes TVs.
2: He just likes TVs.
5: Uh, He likes tubes.
2: So, uh, we... He gave us a TV, and we're like, I, our TV broke, I need repairs, and we say, like, the way it's translated is, I need repairs, post-haste, and he replies, man, why do you always talk like that? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, I love it. Like, it's the little things like that that, like, keep you like, oh, right, this guy is ridiculous. Um, so we meet another character, uh, so we meet Mr. Braun, and then a girl enters the store, uh, a girl with pigtails named Amane. And uh, when she enters, there's like a joke about time stopping, um, which is a real gotcha in a game about time travel. And yeah. uh, she's like, I don't know what, like she's like wearing like sportswear and doing a pose.
5: Yeah, I don't think that came out. The time stops because she uses a really outdated like um, greeting. So I think it's related to up in? English, right? Yeah, yeah. they
3: dance for yeah.
2: too. Yeah. Oh my god.
5: Okay, I gotta
1: read this entry.
2: Oh, that was outdated in two thousand
5: nine. Yeah. So, so she does. She in Japanese, she does like um, something from an, a really old TV show that was kind of popular, like in the late eighties. Um. And and
0: that's, what you talking about, Willis.
5: Yeah. So so that's why. Um, oh,
2: so that's why she loves CRTs. She's a hipster.
0: Yeah.
4: And just, like, everyone freezes when she says this. <laughs> and they they make a Jojo reference
1: the world. Well, not Jojo. Uh, according to the Almanac, oh, it's yeah. uh, power from the popular manga Juju's Bizarre Adventures.
2: Yeah. The, I, I can't tell if I'm happy or sad every time there's a reference in this game, and I don't need to click and see what it is. <laughs> yeah, so Amane came in. She's gonna start working at the store now. We don't really learn that much about her. Um, other than she uses outdated stuff, but, like, who else would love CRT TVs except for someone who also loved the 80s?
4: She also sort of... She also sort of immediately believes, like, this organization is after us, and she threatens to beat them up.
2: Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, so she... We don't really learn that much about her, though. Um, and it kind of just goes forward to the next day. It's hot outside, um... Then Rintaro does a bunch of investigation into there, so that so John Titer is back on at channel, uh, and posting stuff, and uh, and we're like, wow, John Titer's back.
5: Yeah, Rintaro immediately says it's obviously fake because this one's writing in Japanese when the original John Titor was on an American bulletin board,
4: and he even claimed he was an American uh, soldier. Yeah,
5: the game acknowledges this. That it's strange. This this time it's on a Japanese bulletin board. Yeah. But
3: just from a big picture these are really good. Like these whole things like feel like discussions you would see on Reddit if someone was like I'm from the future.
2: Yeah, all the bullshit replies are fun Are not well not funny but realistic.
5: Yeah, so we read it a lot of ad channel at this point. Um and there's a lot of net slang from the um late 1000s in there, which is really old now. <laughs>
4: I just love the amount of replies that are just like, shut up, nerd.
5: Yeah, so th- so the, the, the John title is named, um, and this also doesn't really come across in English, but his Japanese writing style is really strange. He uses a lot of kanji in places you wouldn't usually use kanji and that kind of thing. Uh, so that doesn't translate really well. Uh, and then mostly anonymous replies, but um, there are two named people, which one was his ass. <laughs> uh, but but there's another named... Classic. ...replier. Did you notice that? Is
4: that the the Gohan?
5: Yeah, the Kamehameha. Uh, yeah. something. Gohan. Yeah. Go
0: right, yeah.
5: So yeah, so um that's important. So if you read these threads, uh try to pick up who who replies with those names.
4: Yeah. And they they have it. Um the uh the English like the the only like train like or i saying the only part that really sort of gets translated is uh john titer talks a little bit more formally than you would on the internet uh but yeah probably not the same as as it was in japanese
0: but then and then like yeah i don't know if we respond yet or not but um because we start talking well whatever um but at one point then we decide to, to search for him on the internet just to like because nobody on the board seems to like recognize who this is or anything but then when we search there's only 12 results like, period, which is weird.
2: Yeah, and we've read books about John Tyler, so, like, Ritaro's like, what? what he's gone. And uh, he also, John Tyler also says that CERN is the, are the people who make the time machine and they use to take over the world, which, like, what a drag on CERN, honestly. Wow.
3: Yep. That's original John Tyler though. Yeah. Yeah, John Tyler when he the first posted it, he said it was CERN that caused the Discover Time Travel. <laughs>
5: Yeah, but it's, it, it's CERN with an S in this game. Right, yeah, yeah, they, they yeah. did. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's their it's
2: Dr. Funny. P. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, so I guess he says a bunch of stuff that Uh-oh. John Titer said.
5: He
4: he does not say that CERN is an evil right. corporation. Right. That is, that is uh, Steins Gate yeah. original.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, so John Titor, like, didn't happen in this timeline. Like, all of a sudden, like, we remember John Titer and this is the first time that he's happening in, like, this timeline. And, um... So we're like, I have to go talk to Daru about this. Because I, I remember talking to Daru about John Titor and who he was and the book and everything. And so, and the computer that he was looking for, which is the IBN 5100. Um, and uh, so we're like, where's Daru? Daru's at a maid cafe. We're like, all right, got to go to the maid cafe to to go talk to Daru. And on the way there, uh, Rintaro passes the satellite in the Radikan building, and we meet another character, this woman who takes our picture and doesn't talk, and is just really weird. Her name is Kiryu Moeka. Moeka? And, uh, she is looking for the legendary Phantom Retro PC of Akihabara, (laughs) and, uh... She says that she works for a company called Arc Rewrite and that she's an editor, which very much sounds like an organization that's meant to, like, amend timelines, but okay. Um, and she is just, like, very difficult to read. She doesn't express anything. She's very obtuse. She's just trying to find information about this Phantom Retro PC. And we're like, well, my friend Daru probably heard of it, because he knows a lot about computers, and she wants his contact information and follows us and stuff, and uh, we're like, fine, fine, here's my, you know, my name is, and he gives her the the in name, and she this can't so pronounce dumb. she can't spell it, it's just like, it's a whole bit, <laughs> she wastes our time, uh, she can't talk to us, and, but we give her our... our to our number and leave and then we finally go to the maid cafe and we enter the maid cafe and Mayuri also works in the maid cafe
3: because of course she does
2: and it's a cat, uh, Mayuri also goes by another name, she calls herself Mayushi uh, and this yep. is the name that she goes by at the maid cafe we meet another character, the girl's coming in uh, over and over before we really have a chance to learn about any of them uh the most popular maid is Ferris um who looks like a vocaloid. Uh she's got a pink wig on and they all have cat ears. It's like a cat maid cafe. Sure. Uh Daru is there because he has a crush on Ferris. Ferris is the most popular girl. I don't know what is how this comes into play later, but um but the cool thing about Ferris is that she like is easily able to call like almost call Rintaro out by like playing into his fantasy bullshit yeah. like she just like adds she yes ands
3: she goes extra
5: she
2: yes ands him until he can't make up anything else and I love it
3: and he knows like he knows what it's, you know, you have
5: to do. yeah he doesn't really know how to handle it
4: yeah and, like when she does it he's like oh man I need to make this stop I need to stop the conversation I hate this
2: yeah she gives him a taste of his own medicine yeah I love it. Uh, so we sit down, and after going through this whole... And, like, there's so many things, like, delaying us from talking to Daro And we're just like, come on, come on, come on, come on. And we finally sit down, and we're like, Daro, do you remember D- John Titer? He's like, no, I mean, I, why wouldn't... You know, you just some dumb stuff you were saying. But he does remember the IBM 5100, um, and he knows that there's a rumor that there's one here in Akihabara. Um, right as he says that, we get an email from, uh, Moeka, the mysterious quiet girl we just met, and it's, like, super long, and it's, like, someone else wrote it. It's like, oh, hi, I was wondering if you could tell me more information about this thing, like, because, you know, let me know, and it's just, like, a very, like, personable email from this girl that, like, doesn't talk or make eye contact, so that was, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were, like, we'll respond to her later. And uh Ferris comes by our table to give us uh an alma rice because this is a maid cafe, and um, they're trying she's trying to get everybody into the Rainnet tournament. She's like a pro-level player, and anyone who beats her gets a meal cooked by her or whatever. We keep asking Daru if he prefers 2D or 3D waifus, and he says he's <laughs> by <bi. laughs> God, same. <laughs> um, I, that, what a line. Um, and we respond, "You're an inspiration, Daru.
3: <laughs> that that feels twenty, the very twenty eighteen response.
2: <laughs> I I love it. Um, so yeah, that that aged well. Um, so <laughs> then we finally go on at channel and and talk direct and post directly to John Titer, and this John Titer doesn't know about the John Titer that appeared ten years ago, so he's like, oh that must be another world line and so we're like, this guy's faking it, I don't buy it. Um and so we finally, after confirming that well, at least Darrow knows about the computer, um and then Darrow's like explaining about the computer and we're like, does it end the world? And he's like, No, it's just an old computer that's cool and rare. Um and that's about all we learn about the fifty one hundred.
4: And this this is another part of the uh the John Titor story.
5: Yeah, the, 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 the John Titor thing in the real world actually talks about his computer.
4: Yeah, he wants this to sort of like bring it back to the future and um, it was to basically fix the uh, 2038 Unix time problem is the uh,
0: intention. Oh my god. Well, He said it was something in 2037 like he didn't call that out specifically I think yeah. right? and they theorized maybe he was talking about that.
4: Yeah, people are Im- Im- implied it was that
0: which, if if you don't know, it's like, you know, the Y2K thing where the numbers are rolling over. It's like the Unix Unix uses like time since the epoch, which is what January first, nineteen seventy. So it's like the number of seconds from that, but eventually it goes up to what maxint, I guess is the yep. problem, and it's going to overflow. So like, it's just gonna like it's gonna be too large a number.
2: It's the yeah. real Y2K, yeah.
0: We're
4: we're running out of we're running out of bytes. Yeah. It's it's like why when you
3: you know, what was it like five years ago and if you actually set your iPhone date to 1170, one seventy you'd fuck it up for like it would brick? Like the same kind
0: of oh, thing. Oh
2: yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that, really. That's kinda awesome. It's good stuff.
0: Um
4: isn't that uh isn't that sort of fixed though, if since we're now using sixty four bit architectures? Oh yeah, it's all it's all
3: been fixed, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I Jesus. would hope yeah. that would be funny.
1: Yeah, I don't think that we're ever gonna run into something like that again.
4: No, I, I meant the, the the 2038 problem.
0: Oh, the unit times since epoch? Yeah. I have to imagine.
4: I think that was fixed since we we're all on, almost all on 64-bit systems now. All right.
0: I got to stop myself before I nerd out. What happens next? Because, yeah, uh, right.
2: The phone, back to the phone wave. Speaking of nerding yes. out, um, so we're back in the lab with the phone wave, name subject to change, um... We are going to do another banana experiment. Uh, we keep wanting to use multiple bananas, but Daru's like, Just use one banana! God! So we use one banana. And uh, we also have... Uh, uh, Daru has also hooked it up to the computer, so it's easier to send the commands uh, without going through the menu uh, th- on the phone. So he sends the command with just one banana, and the bunch of bananas that that banana came from is just sitting next to the microwave. And, uh, so they microwave the one banana, they open the door, the banana's gone. They look at the bunch of bananas to go get another banana, and the banana is gel, and also back in the bunch!
0: What? How?
2: It's back, and it looks like it was never plucked. Yeah. And they're like, what?
0: Right, like, it's still part of the stem. Just green and kind of... Flamey.
3: And at one point, we've investigated the banana, and it's it's actually shredded at the mon, uh, molecular
2: level, which... Yeah, so it doesn't taste like anything. Suddenly, someone's here. It's Kurisu. She's here.
0: And Farris and Luka oh. <laughs> Bring Everyone it in, guys. Met. And Goku.
3: <laughs> oh, wait, is Faris a reference to Anna Faris?
0: I thought maybe... Uh, I, was, I was thinking Final Fantasy V, Faris. Oh, there you go. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
3: that's
2: what I was yeah. thinking. So, so uh, Karisu shows up just in time for us to have made this like breakthrough in figuring out what the phone wave is doing. And so, we're, so first of all, we don't like her, and so we've got to do all this bullshit scene. Um, she knows our true name. She talked to Daru. Um, she's still like, she she wanted to come over to talk to us about why we saw her stabbed and like what's going on. Which is kind of a stretch. I don't know. Like, uh, it's a lot to like want to come over and talk.
4: If you met Rintaro, you wouldn't be like, oh, I need to know more about this guy.
1: You would not want to go talk to
0: him. I'm yeah. going to that guy's house. Yeah, like, nah, I don't think so.
5: I think she was more interested in the um, time traveling uh, mail message. Yeah, probably.
0: Oh, that's a very good idea, yeah.
5: Yeah.
4: In the anime, they they sort of skip over that part, which was unfortunate. Um, yeah, it makes less sense.
0: I I hear you have the worst-tasting bananas (laughs) in all of (laughs) Akihabara. Yeah. And I had to check it out.
2: They all, so they all, like, there's a whole bit.
4: I was just into CRTs, and then...
2: They call each they all call each other perverts, um... Daru makes an off-color joke. It, it takes way too long. It's
1: incredibly long. It goes on yeah. forever.
0: Not a good bit, either.
2: Yeah, it like, they basically make enough jokes at each other and, like, make fun of each other for getting the jokes that they all kind of, like, lower their facades temporarily enough to actually have a goddamn conversation.
4: <laughs> it's sort of like, well, you're a pervert for calling me a pervert because that means you understood it.
2: Yeah, it's just teens, God. Um, So we make, uh, so Rintaro makes uh Karisu join the lab as lab member number four in order to hear the details about the phone wave. And so, and also we make her forgive, uh, uh, he makes her forgive him for pulling up her shirt the other day as like part of the conditions. And uh, Daru's like, oh my God, you're so petty. <laughs> like... This is the height of pettiness. Yeah,
3: Daru calls us, he's probably the one who calls uh, Ratoro the most. He's just like, don't be a dick, use one instead of the whole bunch, and stop being so petty, you asshole. Or or sends us the email and it's like, oh, you're such a perv.
2: Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, I'm glad that that dynamic is there, even though both of them are kind of awful. Like, they, they call each other out on being awful. So, we set up the experiment again. We explain everything that's happened so far to Karisu. And, uh, she does the experiment, uh, and this time she's looking at the microwave, and we're looking at the bananas. And after 104 seconds, the banana teleports in the blink of an eye, out of the microwave, and back to the bunch. Now there's two gel bananas on the bunch.
4: And the game actually blinks for you, which is a neat little touch.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And so, uh... Daru explains, like, what he was doing. Basically, they find out that the day that, that, like, basically at the exact moment that um, Rintaro had sent that text message that came back a week early, um, at the exact moment he sent that, w- Daru had, at that time, plugged his own phone, which was the phone receiving that message, into the phone wave um, because he was going to hook it up to the computer and he was testing something. So the phone wave was running, and he received a text message, and that was the text message that got sent to the past, or that the, the arrival date went back a week. Um, and that was, you know, and, and that was the time of Nakabachi's presentation, the time we saw the the weird distortion on the screen. So we decide that we're gonna try to recreate this, which seems extremely dangerous. Um, so uh, also he pu- he says that when. Uh, Rintaro sent him that text that appeared with a timestamp book last week there was a huge discharge phenomenon in the lab um, and so again they decided they're going to recreate this um, which also the way that they describe it implies that it arrived in real time but the timestamp was last week not that it had arrived last week and he sat on it for a week and didn't talk about it
0: I. That's right. That's right.
2: Yeah. So I think that's that's what happens, which is odd. Um,
4: it it plays into a little what uh, Kurisu was talking about during the, her presentation. But
2: yeah. So they so they think it's a teleporter. Uh, they think it's a teleporter, but uh, they try to recreate this this phenomenon, and so they they get the so Mayuri shows up. She's got the chicken dinner that she wants to eat, and they're like, no, we're using it for an experiment, and they put it in there. And she's like, "Oh, my chicken dinner. And, um, we hook up, uh, Rintaro hooks up his phone and is like, okay, Krisu, send me a text message. And she's like, I don't even have your number. So we're like, Daru, send me a text message. And so Daru sends one while the chicken is backwards cooking. And, uh, right as he sends the message, um... So he sends the message, and then we get it, and we see it on our phone that it arrives, and the time is five days previous to the current date. And we're like, oh my gosh. And then uh, Mayuri is mad that we're cooking her chicken, so she comes in and opens the microwave during the time travel text message.
3: No.
0: Doo-doo.
2: And... There's a bunch of uh bad lightning effects. Over the Real screen. <laughs> it's so bad that it's almost not scary anymore.
4: I was pretty concerned that someone was going to turn it into a gel person.
2: I was concerned that if I touched my monitor while that lightning effect was playing, it would all go to where my finger touched. <laughs>
4: <laughs> like one of those plasma bulbs.
2: Yes, yeah, from Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> So, so everything, I think everything goes white, and this, there's smoke everywhere. When the smoke clears, we see that the phone wave has broken the table, so like almost like it gained mass, and it cracked the table uh, somehow. Yeah,
3: it's shockingly familiar to something we've seen before,
2: yep. Yeah, just like the satellite.
5: One thing we can say for um, Rintaro is that he does uh, go to protect Mayuri straight away.
2: Yeah, he's like actually a good friend, even though his internal monologue and dialogue are awful. Like his actions are very much that of like a good friend. I I
5: think it's an interesting contrast between how how, um, panicky and scared he was when other scary things happened. But when it comes to Mayuri, he, he just jumps at her.
0: I kind of get the impression that he is, like, he's a lot of talk and bluster in that how bad a person he is, almost, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, he's putting on a front of, like, I'm a really shitty evil dude. Well, yeah. 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 Uh, and I'll use everybody, but he doesn't, he's not really, no. really bad, Internally. Deep He's
2: down. just a kid. Yeah,
4: especially in terms of minority, because he even mentioned he sees her sort of, like, a a little sister.
2: Yeah, and they've, I mean, they've known each other. They're, like, they're childhood friends, so yeah. Yep. Aw, so, yeah, even though is the one that just fucked everything up, we still made sure she was okay. And, uh, and then, uh, we, it, Retaro takes out his phone, and is like, ha ha ha, this went just as planned, the weapon is, you know, the, this is, we gotta, he, like, makes up a bunch of words and says shit into his phone, and then he says El Sai congru at the end and hangs up, and his internal monologue finally admits that he just says that, uh that he made it up and that he's been saying it for so long and now saying it helps him with his anxiety. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> so we look at our our mail and there's a mail from Daru dated 5 5 days ago. And we all look at each other and uh at, at uh Karisu uh, and uh Daru and Rintaro all look at each other and they're like, "It's a time machine." <laughs>
0: What? Dun, dun, dun. End of chapter one.
2: It's a time machine.
3: Yeah, also, the last bit took a long time to get to. it's a time machine. But you know it was a time machine quite a while beforehand if you were reading one.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. What a wild premise.
0: What, that they accidentally? They
2: accidentally invented a time machine by taping a phone to a microwave? Like, that's great.
3: <laughs> yeah. They make the Back to the Future reference in this chapter, but this is, feels very Back to the Future.
0: This is funny because, like, time travel, it's, a, it's very weird, right? Because, like, earlier on, uh, Chris is talking about all of these time travel here, which are real, like, kind of things and wormholes and all this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it's very, like, not grounded science per se, but it's, like, it's pretty good. It is actual theoretical physics. Yeah,
2: it's intentionally setting up like, this is impossible, this is, like, it, it really, like, underscores the absurdity of the situation. Like,
0: yeah, like, Ever17 or an Uchikoshi thing, I feel like, would have been all the science and then had it wrapped into the story, but Steins Gate's kind of like, hey, I did all the research on time travel, but whatever, phone in a microwave. <laughs> you know, like...
5: <laughs> no, but, but I'm, I'm going to spoil you spoil a little bit. They're going to talk a lot about theorizing how it works i'm sure they are and 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 they, and they are going to kind of ex- like explain it eventually
0: i'm not trying to by the way imply that they're being lazy either it's like a comic thing almost where it's mm-hmm. like yeah so I, i'm interested to hear that explanation to be sure um and you can tell like there's things that they're doing right like the, like with the ma- like the mass increase like the displacement like there's there's going to be some nods to the science of it as much as i guess there can be but it's just funny how it's like Rather than being invented in the lab or tons of research, it's like, I was trying to make a microwave remote controlled by cell phone. Oops, time machine.
1: It's basically a Hot Pocket
3: Time Machine. <laughs>
2: oh my god.
3: Yeah. It's a penicillin discovery of, of time machines.
2: That's also the episode title. What is it? Hot, hot pocket, pocket Time, time Machine. Hmm. Machine. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Oh, God. It's cool. I, like, yeah, you're definitely starting to see, like, stuff pieced together. It makes... It definitely made me think, like, okay, all the characters that we just met, like, were they... Because, like, if time travel exists in the future, right, then... It would make sense that the people who could use time travel would try to travel back in time to the moment the first time machine was invented. So, if this is the first time, you know, like, is someone coming back trying to stop it? Is that why they're trying to find us? You know, it's stuff like that it could could all be really interesting.
0: Isn't wormhole theory too that you can only go far, but, uh, only go far back as far as the first like wormhole or whatever is created? There's a
4: yeah, there's a couple time theories that say like yeah, it it stops there.
0: Right. Like, that's the farthest back you can travel. Yep. The Einstein-Rosen Bridge, I believe it's called. This is, like, me putting more money down on the table. (laughs) (laughs) Who's doing Who's in? All right. Um.
2: It's all cool stuff. I mean, it's fun because it's all, like, so theoretical that you can just kind of be like, what if it was this? What if there are 11 dimensions?
0: Okay. It's cool. And it's cool, too, because there's so many, like, movies and pop culture things you can, like, refer to. Like, it's like...
5: Uh, it's also this. This is a time machine, but this is a time machine that what it does is send is send emails back to the past, which yeah. is also yeah.
2: <laughs> well, also, so so they're in the past now, right? Like that's what's gonna happen. Like chapter two opening, they are also five days in the past. Like that's that's what I think just happened.
0: Right, but like as far as we know right now, like it only se- it's, So this is what I'm not really following. Is it sends you an email time stamped? But, like, it didn't actually
5: arrive in the past.
0: Like, did Daru get that email on July, 20, uh, July 21st? And I mean,
5: I, I can tell you, but do you want to know or do you want the game to tell you? No, 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 no. No,
0: no, 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 no. no, we, no we don't want to know. No, the- no, the- no, the- yeah, the- yeah, Theoretical stuff know. right now. Yeah,
5: theori-
0: yeah, just theorizing. Like, what would that even mean then? Does that mean that, like...
2: We're over here, like, the people who programmed the code on this phone aren't that smart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, we have, we have Karisu now joining us, who who knows. What if,
0: what if it's, like, literally just changing the timestamp on the phone? Like, it's just a lot of pomp and circumstance and mass displacement and teleportation. <laughs> I
3: was gonna say, the only practical use is, yes, boss, of course I sent you that email four days ago. Why didn't you get it?
0: Yeah, don't you see it? I <laughs> sent it to you. Clearly. Um, so, okay, the frozen dinner I get, makes sense that it gets more frozen because it's going back in time or it's reverting or whatever. What's going on with the banana? I get it kind of reverting to being back on the bunch. I what why is it gel?
2: I think it's because it's going back to before it was grown. Like whatever amount of time it is like like cuz the chicken went back in time to a time when it was still frozen and it couldn't have been that far in the past that it was still frozen right. and like in a packing plant somewhere. But, like, it could be, like, a couple days, I guess. But, like, the banana would have existed on that bunch a couple days ago, too, so I'm not really sure.
3: I thought bananas ripened real fast, but even with that, it would just go back to an unripened banana, like, on the tree.
2: Yeah, it would just be green. And, like, small. Like, that's the thing. It's like, it, it almost would be, like, it went back to before it was even growing.
0: He said it was molecularly shredded, right? That's what, that's what he said. Yeah,
4: yeah. I, 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 think it's like a, um, an error that
1: is happening.
4: That's
3: that might be the, the the side effect. Yeah, of the time travel itself is that your your molecules get shredded.
1: Yeah, not very practical.
2: But the chicken wasn't shredded.
4: Yeah, I think that the chicken like w- that one somehow worked successfully, and the bananas they're, you know, we're 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 hitting an error somehow.
2: They also say that they uh use they tried other stuff. They tried salt. Um, and nothing happened, which, it's a rock, so yeah, that makes total yeah, yeah. sense, It when it can go back in its own time, like, multiple, a long time. No, but you know
0: what's, like, but you know what's weird about that, is the banana went back on the bunch.
2: Yeah, like, wouldn't it go back to wherever it was?
0: Right, or wouldn't it become, like, one salt rock, or even, like, disappear back to where
3: it was? But how long are we talking here? I mean, if you rewind salt seven days, it's still gonna be salt, I, you know, the salt sits around for a while.
2: Yeah, is it aging backwards, or is it, like, moving backwards in its own timeline physically?
3: So, this is what bugs me, is
0: because the banana is moving in space, not time, but space, back to where it was. Why is that not happening to the frozen dinner? Like, the frozen dinner stays in the microwave, right? Yeah. It's just more frozen. It
2: doesn't go back to the store. It's not,
0: but... Yeah, yeah, but the banana is moving in space back to the bunch. Or like teleporting, I suppose.
3: But it, yeah, and even if you make time in the fourth dimension, why isn't that also affecting the, like the, even if it was just the fourth dimension, it would still affect the chicken the same way. The chicken in the fourth dimension was, was back behind you. It was in the freezer or something.
2: Yeah, in your freezer earlier. Like it. It seems like
0: I guess the banana is supposed to be. It's going back to a previous state of being connected to the rest of the bunch. But the, it's just the problem is the bunch isn't going back in time. So this is where I'm being a little like. Yeah.
5: When when they put the entire bunch inside, nothing happened. I mean, they didn't move.
2: It just all gel. It just, just turned into yeah. jail.
3: Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll have to find out next time on Visual Novel Club.
1: Well, for my theory, I've just got, I've just got one thing I want to say. Um, I think that there may be some kind of hints of there being different timelines where Rintaro is just not there or maybe he's jumping between timelines where it's like he's in one but not the other because when we go into the cafe we were supposed to meet Daru there and we get this text message from him saying I'm at the cafe, where are you? And then we meet him but I'm thinking that that is like a hint that we... There's, like, a timeline where we didn't go to the cafe, and he's just there waiting for us.
0: You know what I like to believe in a way? That there is an organization in a different timeline.
2: I know, right? Like, what if?
4: Uh, Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I mean, if multiverse theory is true.
2: What if there is someone, like, someone who's been receiving everything he says into his phone and taking it seriously?
0: Maybe it's him. Where like El Psy Kongru does have some meaning that he no longer knows.
2: I hope it doesn't, but like, what if it did? <laughs> I mean, I don't know
0: if I I would mind if it did. It depends on how they did it, right? Yeah. It could you know? It's I, I I am wondering too if I am reading too much into that one thing where they say pay attention that kind of thing. Like I.
2: But like obviously, Retaro went back in time to talk to Chris and say like, "Hey, I need to tell you something." And then she was stabbed before he could tell her. So, like, that that must have happened. Because she went up to him and was like, what were you trying to tell me earlier in that other timeline? So, something, something, something. He did, He does go back and, like, deal with whatever is going on in that building before the satellite hits it. Or doesn't hit it. Or whatever.
5: Yeah. And then why isn't she dead anymore? And why is he the only one who can remember that she was? Because...
2: Yeah, so he's in a different timeline. But why... Is this, does the act of time-traveling, like, put you in a different timeline? Like, the Flash, w, the fucking CW Flash? That's, that's like, the whole thing on the CW Flash, and it sucks. Sorry. I don't like it. <laughs> he keeps trying to go back in time and forward in time to change the past, and it creates a new timeline every single time, so he just keeps fucking everything up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's actually a really cool, uh, well, I'll get into it another time, I guess, interactive fiction called Shrapnel about it.
5: Oh. Shrapnel is amazing,
0: so yeah, I love shrapnel. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just
3: wanted to, to put this little little anecdote there, uh, I, I, just because I was curious. I ran, I ran Congru into an anagram generator, and if you're wondering, because this is not a spoiler, nope, it doesn't come up with anything unless Yonkers' Loop is a thing.
2: Oh my god, it's all connected.
3: Uh, yeah.
0: I'm also yeah. I'm. I have a feeling, too, this is going to be one of those ones like Danganronpa where we have to be really careful about spoilers, too, meaning oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's shit to, to Google and things <laughs> like that. So I was starting to do Elsai at anagram and all that, and then some, like one of the results I was like, ah, no, nope. I don't think it was anything, but still.
2: So what are we reading next time?
5: Um, chapter two, which is much shorter than chapter one, so don't worry. Okay. That won't be a problem. And there are still no meaningful choices in Chapter 2. Um, like in this chapter, there are some choices that can lead you to uh, achievements, if that um, interests you. Uh, yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and um, I will uh, post them into our chat later, because I don't have them on me right now. Cool.
2: All right, see you all next time for Chapter 2.
4: El grew. Congru-